welcome to the Living in the Yum podcast. I'm your host, Emma Garrison, founder of The Body Solution, entrepreneur, mindset coach, NLP master practitioner, and lover of lifelong learning. Each week, the Living in the Yum series brings innovative, thought-provoking, and actionable content to help you to gain clarity, alignment, and connection with your soul and body. It's time to take action, to take an authentic stand for yourself, and unapologetically live more into the yum every single day. Are you ready? Here we go. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Living in the Yum podcast. This is Emma Garrison here, and I am so excited this week. We have a dear friend of mine who is just doing amazing things in the world. She is so yummy. I'm so excited to bring her on. Her name is Amy Louise Cash. So welcome. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm so excited you're here. Amy is a relationship coach who helps women to attract and amplify powerful and healthy relationships, not just with other people, but with herself as well. She also has her own podcast, Wake Up Sisterhood, which is so badass. You guys should check it out and listen to it. I love it. Love it. So good. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fun. I was just listening um, the other day to the one with Lou and you were talking about how you had sort of set yourself up for calling in your king and doing some ceremony and prayer around that. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is so magical because here you have done it. Yes, absolutely. It's been like a beautiful, I mean, 2019 was like, like handed me my ass, but it also was like the most beautiful year. (laughs) It was like a little bit of both. But Yeah. yeah, it's so beautiful to like reflect back on like how I actually the process I took and the steps I took to actually like call in a beautiful man into my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so incredible. And we'll get into more of the specifics of that in a little bit here, but um, if you can share in your own words, like who you be in the world and what you're up to and what that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like Emma said, I am a relationship coach Um, And a lot of people, when I say that, think I mean just like romantic relationship, but I am a really Mm -hmm. big believer that um, the most important relationship we have is the one with ourselves. And I also believe that relationships are the foundation for success in every area of our life. So whether it's relationship with co-workers or relationship with family or friends or um, romantic partner, whatever it is, relationships are the most important and like the foundation for success in every area. So through my journey, um, I have just become super passionate about relationship. And specifically, I have been on a journey where I went from hating men Mm. to learning to love men, being inspired by them and deeply admiring them. And I've also come from a background of sexual assault. So when I was 16, I was um, raped by two men. And when that happened to me, I shut down to the world. I became insecure. I cared what people thought. I um, I thought that men only wanted me for one thing, that my body was only good enough for one thing in the world. And um, I really had myself living in a cage, like a prison, in a self-made prison. And I didn't trust men at all. 
and I thought that all men were out there to hurt me or to use me, to threaten me. And I just had a really unhealthy relationship with the masculine in general. So I, over the last four years, um, and I mean, this comes back to my why my podcast is called Wake Up Sisterhood is because I felt like I was sleepwalking for um, 31 years of my life. Yeah. And when I turned 31, I was like, finally woke up. And when I woke up, I started like really facing off with myself and looking at all the areas of my life that were no longer serving me and really looking at what I was desiring in my life. And what that was, was love and relationships, not just with men, but like with everyone in my life. I wanted deeper connection. I wanted intimacy. I wanted, um, you know, just like abundant, like beautiful, loving relationships in my life. And I saw that I was the biggest um, obstacle in my way. And so I started really like working on my, firstly, like my relationship with men, because here I was saying, I don't need a man in my life. I'm happy on my own. But deep down underneath that story, unconscious story was this, I just want to be loved by a man. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking at that and going, okay, well, wh- where do I need to go within myself to shift this? And over the last four years, to cut a long story short, I've um, for the last two and a half years, I've been studying men and I have just become super fascinated with men. And um, I've been able to create so many beautiful conscious connections and like some of my closest friends are men. And they're just conscious, they they support me, they love me, they hold me, they hear me, they see me. And um, I've just been able to redefine and heal my whole relationship with the masculine. Um, and in turn, I believe everything touches everything. So that's, has, that's touched every single other um, relationship in my life. In a nutshell, that's where I'm at. Oh, there's so many like good little nuggets in there that I'm like, oh, and this and this and this. And I, I love it. I think we'll start with the everything touches everything. It's like, I think it's easy, especially in the personal development world to get almost overwhelmed by like all of the things that you can look at or the things that you might want to shift about yourself or the things that you want to dive into or reflect on, or, oh my gosh, that's a mirror for me. This is a mirror for me. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? Where do we go? Like, it feels like so much. Mm -hmm. And this idea that like, if you can just focus on one area, one thing, whether it's I mean, relationships is a really freaking powerful place to start because that is literally everything in your life. But say it's relationship with yourself, which I would recommend starting with, that will ripple effect into everywhere. Absolutely. When I first started with my coach, we were looking at money stuff. And once I looked at money stuff, like my relationship with myself changed, my relationship with my parents changed, my relationship with where I was living changed. I mean, everything just kind of ripples on out. Yeah, it's it's very true. And I'll just speak into like the people I serve is like a range of, um, you know, women who want to build the body and become the space to um, call in a powerful partnership or expand their current relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also women who have been through major trauma that need to somatically move that through their body. And also I work with women who um, have a, an idea of like a, like a business or a soul's calling on their heart, but they don't know how to bring it to life. And um, I bring this up because there's a few women that I'm working with right now that have come to me to build their business. 
And in the first month of us working together, I dive into relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't even look at business for the first month. And three women that I'm working with currently have all contacted me recently and been like, oh my God, I'm gaining clients, but we haven't even touched on business yet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, why do you think that is? And they're like, well, I think it's because you've been helping me with my relationship with my partner. And it's like flourishing. And I feel like that has been like a catalyst for my business. And so that comes back to the everything touches everything. Like when we work on one area, being relationship, being the foundation, it impacts every single other area of our life. Yeah. It's so yummy that it works that way. And it's sometimes I'm like, what? Like what's happened? I get surprised still that that happens. And I think it's just one of the greatest gifts Mm -hmm. of all of this. Um, you mentioned somatic work and I'm guessing that there might be some people who have not experienced that or maybe know what that is. Can you talk a bit more into what somatic release looks like? Mm -hmm. Yep. So basically we, as humans, when we're born, we're born perfect, whole and complete. Mm -hmm. As we, we, we think we're perfect and we think we're just like amazing. Like we have no stories, no beliefs, no nothing. And as we start going through life, like we go through childhood and then we go through teenage years and then into adult life, there's moments that happen through there where we um, experience trauma, we go through like, um, you know, times that are hard or um, just different, you know, moments where we start to feel wounded or we get hurt by somebody or um, somebody says something and it upsets us and we start feeling wounded. So as we come into our adult life, we start hiding parts of ourselves away because it's not safe to show up in our allness. Mm. And so most adults are walking around wounded and hiding parts of themselves away because it's not safe to show up as all of themselves. And basically what happens when, we, when we're growing up, we go like through, you know, childhood, primary school, high school, these things happen to us, whether we've been bullied, whether we've been like mentally abused or assaulted, sexually assaulted, whatever it is. It could be like literally you're a child and you're playing in the playground and then you fall over and your head hits the sand and all the kids laugh at you. It could be that you put your hand up in class to answer a question and the you you answer the question wrong and the teacher laughs at you or all the kids laugh at you. That's a trauma. Yeah. And what happens when we go through these traumas, whether they seem really big or little, they're all big in our being. What happens is we start sweeping them under a rug or like pushing them down and being like, oh, I'll just forget about that. I don't need to even look at that. Like it'll go away. But what happens is it starts manifesting in our body. And it becomes like energy in our body, caught trauma in our body that stores somewhere in our body. And when we don't actually start looking at this and facing off with it, it turns into dis-ease or sickness in our body. And this is where somatic healing comes in. And somatic healing, somatic releasing is about like shifting that energy starting to like move that energy through your body so it can come up and out so that we can actually release that trauma from our body. 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of people haven't heard of somatic, but soma is the body. And it's about like actually moving this trauma. And there's so many different ways to somatically move um, energy through your body. But it's really important to look at what the traumas are, look at what the um, moments are through your life that wounded you. Mm. Because like, and I mean, I'm experiencing this right now. I went through a trauma maybe like five weeks ago and I have only just, I was telling Emma yesterday, like I've just started working on this and in the last three weeks, it's shown up in my body, like in sickness Mm -hmm. and dis-ease because I haven't been facing off with it. So it's so important to do this, to actually create space in your body because if you're wanting to like call in love or you're wanting to call in more money or um, friendships or um, whatever it is, like whatever your dreams and goals are, there needs to be space in your body for that to show up. And if you have all this trauma and wounds and like things that you're not looking at and you're pushing down, there's no space in your body for anything else. Yeah. And I think too, even from like an energetic level, you're not, this, this may come off a little wooey, but like, you're not in a space that whoever's coming into your sphere is going to be aligned with what you ultimately, like what you deep down desire. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. I also love that you highlighted on even the small things can be shown up as trauma. Like the kids laughed at you on the playground or mom and dad. I've talked about this on this podcast before, like mom and dad and brother weren't listening to you at the dinner table when you were like five. And that was really important. And these things that we, or I'll speak for myself, I totally, um, downplayed because in this world, there's a lot of in the personal development world, there's a lot of like sexual trauma or physical abuse or different things that show up and that can undermine, or this is the story that I was playing in my head, whatever traumas I was experiencing that had created a new belief system for me. And I think this is such an important message to remind people that a trauma is not necessarily something that was like this huge, painful, suffering event. It could be as little as something that just shifted a belief pattern or created a new one. And I just think that's, that's a yummy thing to remind people. And I didn't, I didn't put that together until the last probably year, 18 months. And that's really, really shape shifted my own healing too. So I just, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. There's like, I mean, there's so many different, like there's shock trauma and complex trauma and shock trauma is like, you know, I mean, for me, I went through a shock trauma where I was raped by two men. That's a shock trauma. Mm-hmm. A car accident is a shock trauma. A complex trauma is something that may like happen, but so subtly that it's not like, bam, it's there, you know? It could be like, like for example, like you said, like not being listened to when you were younger. Like maybe every night at the dinner table, you go to speak and you're told to be quiet. Mm-hmm. A, 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 a complex trauma could even be like, you know, your parents saying, good girls don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then they say that 10 times over. Good girls don't do that. Keep quiet. Like, stay quiet. You're not to talk here. Mm-hmm. That can be a that can be a complex trauma because over time you're like, oh, 
I'm not allowed to speak, no one will hear me, or I'm not allowed to be heard. That can be, that's a trauma, you know? Yeah. Like there's, there's so many different forms of trauma. It's just that a lot of us, we've all been through millions of traumas. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and there's not one person on this earth that hasn't been through trauma <laughs> yeah it's crazy and I I think too like the um or again I'll speak for myself for me that's where the real work really started because for so long I undermined those form the complex traumas that I had experienced and thought oh worse things could have happened worse things could have happened like playing the comparison game and um I went and got my neurolinguistic programming master certification, which was so interesting. I loved every minute of it. It's super applicable. And it was a really great way for me to hide from my shit because I could just meta model everything and do it all up in my brain. And like, yeah, there's some nervous system integration with that, but it's almost like you can hide behind the mind work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been one of my biggest takeaways from 2019 and especially doing Bridge and Extreme too, where so much of the somatic work was tied in. Um, it, it's not just a mental game. Like it's. No. And that's the thing, like exactly you nailed it. It's like people do the work in their head. They're like, yeah, I'm like working on all the things up here. But you can work on all the things up here, but if you're not moving the energy, the court energy through your body, you're not getting anywhere. You're just like mm-hmm. putting a Band-Aid over it, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to go deeper, you know. And the thing, the other thing is with trauma is like, and I'll use myself as an example, four years ago I spoke of my trauma for the first time in 16 years. Mm. I felt like I let a demon come out of my body. I felt like I set myself free. I was like, I felt free. I was like, whoa, like I didn't even know I could feel like this. Mm-hmm. This year I went through an experience where that trauma came up again for me in a new way. And so for probably six months of, sorry, last year in 2019, I spent doing deep healing on myself and going back into that that trauma because it was another layer so we can think that we've like fully worked through a trauma but there are so many layers to every trauma so it's it's not like yeah I've totally worked through that trauma I'm free of it it's like Mm -hmm. okay like when people say that to me I'm like okay yep right here (laughs) because it's like you just pulled back a layer there's many more layers of that trauma and it probably will come up for you again through your life we can't like control or delete them they've happened yeah and it's like how we be with them now and that we do that we are are willing to face off when they come up again Hmm. yeah I think it's so funny when I mean even separate from trauma and people are like but I'm over that and you're like well if you're saying that you're probably not over it yeah the fact that it's still present but the um yeah I mean I think the whole game of life is learning how to dance when those things come back up. Like, how do you respond? How do you reintegrate? How do you pay attention to what's showing up, getting curious about it, and then choosing where to go from that space as opposed to like the to me victim um, or the 
ignoring, which is like my MO and suppression and push it down, push it down. That doesn't work either. So it's like, how do you really just learn to dance with the trauma when it comes up? And I think, I think there's so many different ways to do that, but what's your, what's your take on that? I mean, obviously facing it off headstrong and doing some somatic healing is important. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that like comes to me as you speak is getting a coach, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been my biggest, like, it's been the most potent, powerful thing I ever did for myself. And I've had, I mean, I've had multiple coaches, but I am a coach and I have three coaches. So I, like, I will never not have a coach in my life because I am always wanting to have someone help me see what I can't see myself. Yeah. And no matter how deep I am in this work, I always believe that a great coach must also have a coach. I totally agree. Yeah. And whether you're a coach or you're not a coach and you're just a human being having a human experience, like that is actually what you and I are doing too. Everyone gets to have a coach. And this is important because it's it's somebody to speak with, firstly, like an open, safe space for you to be vulnerable and speak about the things that have happened in your life that maybe you've never spoken about. Like that's the first step, speaking. Yeah. You know, that's that was the first step for me, like sharing my story in its entirety. I did it in front of 70 people and I felt like I set myself free. And so now the most like potent thing I can do is speak about the experiences I go through that have become a trauma for me because every time we just speak, it's a little release. Mm-hmm. So speaking, getting a coach, like investing in a coach, like choosing to invest in yourself, um, checking in with who you surround yourself with. Like are those people you surround yourself with a safe space for you to be vulnerable or do you feel like you can't actually be yourself and talk about those things? Because if you can't, find the people that you can. Like I would say that they're, they're the main things, like three little tools that you can like lean on to help you, you know? Yeah, so yummy. And I I have had a couple of really deep, like, oh shit, aha trauma things that I didn't even know were here in the last year. And I had the same experience with speaking out of like the second that I sent a voice note to my coach actually at the time about it. And I was like, oh my God, I don't even know if this is real. I can't figure out, like, I was so confused and didn't know how to articulate, but I was just able to like word vomit to her even and have Mm. that freedom to just get it out of my body. Um, God, it's so much more powerful than it sounds, you know? It really is. Life altering. Totally. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh man. Um, Okay. So I want to switch gears a little bit and get to the juicy goodness of calling in your king. (laughs) And I think that just for connection purposes, this trauma work that we've been hitting on is, is crucial to calling in your one. There were a couple of things that Amy had hit on earlier too, but um, so you have found your king, Mm -hmm. which is so fun (laughs) in the last what six months maybe yeah, less less yeah oh that's so crazy okay so um I want to hear about that and I want to hear about like the steps that got you there mm-hmm. okay so 
this all comes back to the trauma too. So earlier in the year in maybe like, okay, so March, I I was like, okay, I'm going to set a really clear intention of, of what I want in my life. And what that was, was to call in a powerful partnership. Um, I also sit with Native American tribes all over the world and with plant medicine, and it's a very big part of my life. So I chose to sponsor a prayer with, with like 35 of my close friends um, where they all came to my ceremony. We sat around a fire and we sang songs and we prayed for my prayer, which was to call in a powerful partnership. Um, this was probably like one of my most favorite moments of my life to date because it, it taught me a lot in that. And, um, I always, as I sat there, like, I'll just share this quickly cause it's really beautiful. Yeah. I've never, I've always had this like story of like, am I worthy? Mm. And I know that this comes up for a lot of people. Am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of success? Am I worthy of money? Am I worthy of friendships? Like all the things. And as I'm sitting there praying to the fire for, for my prayer, I start talking to the fire. And this probably sounds woo-woo for some people, but I have a deep connection with the fire and I could sit there and stare at it all night Love and it. have conversations like with the spirit of the fire. And I was like, I was like, I'm so ready to feel worthy. Like, how do I do that? I'm ready to let go of feeling unworthy and I want to experience worthiness. And the fire was like, well, Amy, you just choose to believe you're worthy. And I was like, yeah, I know that. But like, how? Like, give me a step. This is literally the conversation. And the fire is like, well, you just have to choose to believe that you're worthy. And like, literally sounds so simple. And I was just like, and in this moment of hearing that, I just had this moment where I just like started laughing. And then I just started crying because I had this massive realization and I was like, it's that easy? And the fire's like, yes, you just have to choose to believe that you're worthy. And I was like, damn, like up until now, I have been choosing to believe that I'm unworthy of love, of success, of friendships, of all these things, when all I had to do was choose to believe I was worthy. And I mean, this all showed up in my ceremony where the ceremony nearly didn't go ahead because we couldn't find the land. It was really hard. Um, the roadman, who is my spiritual teacher, he was running the ceremony. He got there like minutes before it began when normally he gets there the day before. His, his flight got cancelled. The drummer, his flight got cancelled. So last minute, we're trying to get him on another flight. So people nearly didn't make it. And what I realized was in my life, because of this belief of not being worthy, and choosing to not feel worthy, I was mm-hmm. making everything in my life just reachable. Like it only just happens for me. Like everything in my life was like, I have to work really hard to like get that thing and I only just get it because mm. of that belief. Yeah. And same with my friends. Like, And this comes back to like I have all these conscious, beautiful men in my life. Some of my dearest brothers were at that ceremony. They put up the teepee for me. They made a bed in the car for me so I could sleep that day before the ceremony. Like they brought me food. They were like, like, just like, um, you know, like treating me as a queen and being like, we've got you. We love you so much. Let us hold you. And I didn't feel worthy of that. 
all of my friends that sat in that ceremony with me, I'm like, how are they even here? Like, am I even worthy of these friends that are like sitting here supporting me? Because I had this belief that I was choosing to be unworthy of love. Anyway, so in this ceremony, I had so many beautiful moments, but the biggest thing for me was like realizing I have a choice to choose worthiness, you know? And so that's what I did. And leaving that ceremony, I, I was like, okay, so I just prayed. Now I'm going to let go and let God, literally. So I like gave my prayer to God and I was like, okay, I'm letting that go now. So then I went through an experience that was like brought up my sexual trauma again. And I realized like, oh, I'm not really the space for a relationship in this moment. I need to work on my relationship with myself. So I became unavailable to any relationship from March or like April to um, August. And I went very deep in my own healing. I went off to Peru. I I sat with the, the master plants like deep and I got to um, heal a part of my relationship with my father that I hadn't been willing to go yet like and I'm I always say like our our dad is our first love he's the first one that we're in love with and it's probably one of it is the most important um, relationship to heal as a woman because for me until I healed that relationship, I wasn't going to meet a man. And I got that message very clearly from, from the master teachers. So mm-hmm. then I um, it went to Peru, did this thing, reconnected with my dad, started healing my relationship with my dad, and then went to Burning Man. And I get to Burning Man. It's my second day. I'm riding my bike along the plier, and I was looking up at the stars and I was like, oh, spirit I'm ready I'm open bring me this man it was like in this moment I realized like wow like I felt space in my body and I was like I'm ready for this yeah and so I'm riding along the plier I have this like conversation with spirit I get to this stage I'm dancing away and my friend Preston comes and stands in front of me and he opens his arms up and he was like Ames I love you so much and I don't tell you enough and I am so proud of you. And I don't tell you that enough either. And he gave me a hug and he said, you know what? The man who takes your hand in marriage is going to be one of the luckiest men. And I was like, thank you so much. Like I was like really touched by him saying that to me. And then moments later, this man walked into my space and I saw him and I looked at my, my friend Preston and I was like, P. And he was like, yeah, I said, see that guy in the red jacket? And he said, yeah, I said, that's my future husband. And so I walked, mm. I walked over to him and I said, excuse me? And he was like, yes. And I'm like, I can't take my eyes off you. I think you're really handsome and I can't take my eyes off you. And from that moment, we were inseparable for the rest of Burning Man. And this was literally in August. We're in January now. And he's now my fiance. Yes. So, so it's like... The steps I took was like relationship with self, redefining and healing my relationship with the masculine, setting intentions, getting really freaking clear on what I want and need in a relationship, and then creating the space, like building that body and creating the space to call that into my life. Mm. 
Yeah. I also really love, I think the moment with Preston just before is powerful too, in the sense of like you were able of receiving that Mm -hmm. and like the worthiness piece is right there in a friendship, even, even prior to, you know, your King coming in Mm -hmm. and that's such a beautiful highlight and example of the everything touches everything. And like, this will show up when the work with yourself comes Mm -hmm. and when you're willing to really dive in. So there's like this component of choosing the worthiness, which is beautiful. And I love the reminder that that gets to be a choice. It's like, it's not created anywhere other than within you. Yeah. And I mean, speaking from somebody, and I know I'm not alone in this, who's like tried to find worthiness from other things, shopping, food, parents, boyfriend, sex, whatever it is, like, just get me worthiness and or deservingness or I am enoughness. And the most powerful worth that I have experienced is when I dictate it, when I choose and I love, yes. love, love. It's a choice, man. Like you get to just pick that that's how you be. Yeah, it really is. And I love that you brought that up because I mean, I'm the same as you and, and life is like a roller coaster. So sometimes we feel really freaking worthy. Other times we don't. And it's not a destination that we get to. It's like a constant mm. work. Like every single day, it's a choice, you know, and, and we're all human. So we all have moments of like, weakness and we all have moments of not feeling good enough and we all have moments of not feeling worthy enough and all those things it's part of being a human it's not like something to beat ourselves up about it's about like catching ourselves in that and and recommitting choosing that that worthiness again over and over and over again and I want to just say like when Preston stood in front of me and said that to me I kid you not like Preston's a really good friend of mine we've been friends for four years Maybe two years ago, all I was craving was for Preston to tell me he was proud of me. Mm. Like there was this one man in my life that I'm like, I just really want him to tell me he's proud of me. And I was like yearning for that so deeply, but I was never getting it. Yeah. And there came a moment, probably like a year or a year and a half ago, where I was like, I'm not going to get that from him. Why am I waiting? Like, why can I not choose to give that to myself? Yeah. And so I did. I started like going, I don't need it from him because I can give that to me. Mm-hmm. And I started choosing that for myself over and over. And it's like when I let go of needing it from needing to get his validation and approval to feel worthy and like choosing to feel that within myself, then it came anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think that speaks to also just the energy that we put off like If, I mean, going back to super surface level basics, like human beings are attracted to other human beings who know, like, I'm awesome. I am, I will be an amazing fit for somebody. And I have so much to offer. Like Alexi says, you're the whole buffet. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe that people are going to be so much less called into you than if you're like constantly somebody tell me or tell me they're proud of me or give me the validation or let me know that I'm worth it. Um, so it's like also just on a really basic 
human to human, people are attracted to that. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to touch on this. um, But you've mentioned it twice now, the conscious men who like really show up, who really see you, who really love on you, um, who can hold for you and not necessarily in a romantic way. And I think like that choosing the worthiness is one part, but also believing and knowing that those men are out there. Mm -hmm. Like for a long time for me, I was just sharing this with you guys yesterday, but for a long time for me, like I just didn't believe there were men in the work. Mm -hmm. I had like a really deep belief that like Preston's kind of a unicorn and that's great. He's doing it, but there's not, I just didn't think other people were in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was deeply rooted and obviously not rooted in fact. And it wasn't until um, Bridge and Extreme where I witnessed like men really deep in the work and willing Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable and seen and compassionate. And I remember saying to one of my um, friends who was a man after Extreme, like, thank you for the healing that you've allowed here for me of just being like a compassionate man who's willing to look at his shit and willing to, to do the work because I didn't think that was real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, and this comes back to what you just said before where you were like, Oh, you know, when we believe in ourselves and when we're like in that space, that's what we're attracting. Like we attract people who, believe in us because we're believing in ourselves. It's the same. Like I have women come to me and say, how do you have so many beautiful, amazing men in your life? Like friendships, like, you know, you have all these men. How do you even have that? And I'm like, and I had to sit in that. Like when I first got asked that, I was like, and then I said to my friend, one of my best friends, Jetty, his name is, he's amazing, Jetty Azuma, if like you haven't heard of him, go and follow him. Um, he, I said to him, I got asked this question by a woman, like, how do I have all these conscious, beautiful, amazing men in my life? And Jetty was like, Ames, it's just, a, we're a reflection of you. Yeah. He said, he said, that is the answer. He's like, the way you be and show up, you've attracted all of us men into your life and we are your reflection. And I was like, damn, like, okay, I'm taking that. Like, I like that, you know, and it's true. It's like, um, like I have built the body and become the space to hold them, those men in my life and to be deeply respected by those men in a friendship way, in a loving way where they would hold me, support me, love me, do anything for me if I asked Mm -hmm. as I would for them. Yeah. You know? And there's so many out there. It's just we have to become the space first for them to show up in our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love this example of Jenny reminding you we're just the reflection of who you be. And that is circling back to what you were talking about in the beginning about like having a coach and surrounding yourself with the people who can remind you when you're maybe a little bit off the roller coaster on I'm worthy, who can say to you, like, look at what you've built. Like, look at, look at who you are. Look at the amazingness that you've created and having the people who can hold the mirror for you Mm -hmm. and remind you of 
your bigger vision and goal and what you really care about and having those sort of um, grounding forces mm-hmm. surrounding you. I think it's just so key. And that's, that's a perfect example of someone sharing that with you. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, okay. I know we're running short on time, but I want to know how people can work with you, like what you're offering, uh, how people can get involved, where they can find you. I'll link everything down below as well, but give us the deets on how people can connect. Okay. Well, um, Firstly, like Instagram and Facebook. I mean, Instagram I'm on all the time, Amy Louise Cash. Um, I'm on Facebook too, so you can find me on both platforms. Um, I work with women one-on-one. So I have a four-month, a six-month and a 12-month mentorship that I work with women. Um, Normally it's like structured but but also specifically set for the individual. Um, I have online programs, which I have one of my programs, round three of Calling in Your King, beginning on the 27th of January. Um, We are half full, so we still have half of the spaces available. This is a powerful program where we work through four modules, relationship with self, redefining and healing our relationship with men, learning how to understand men and learning how they operate. Um. Uh, creating powerful standards, boundaries, and values in your life, like which is what you want and need in relationships so you're crystal clear, and then building the body and becoming the space for the love you say you want in your life so that you can actually hold it. So this is a super powerful eight-week program. Um, I also have two other programs which I am not running currently. Then I also hold workshops and retreats globally. But the thing I'm offering right now in this moment is either my one-on-one coaching or um, jumping into Calling in Your King, which is for women who are single and also women who are in relationship that are wanting to expand and flourish their current relationship. Mm. Oh, my gosh. And best way to contact, would that be like DM via Instagram? Do you have a link tree or something in there? What would be the best way? If you go to my Instagram or my Facebook, there's a link tree with all the options. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And you guys, seriously, if you can get yourself into this work with Amy, obviously you've heard how deep this stuff goes. And I can tell you from my experience of being held by her at a retreat that I was at, like, it's powerful stuff. She is yummy as hell. She (laughs) has tools up the wazoo and can really do the deep, real face off with your trauma, hold the space, like all the yummy stuff. She is your girl. This is an amazing opportunity. And if you can jump on it, work with Amy. Mm, (laughs) Amazing this that you put into the world. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yes. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Until next time. Thank you so much. I love you. And if anyone wants to connect, reach out. I'm all about connection. Yes. I will put all of her info down below. If you liked the podcast, if you want to just say hi, feel free to DM either of us. We love hearing from you all. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode of Living in the Yum podcast, please, please, please take just a minute and show it some love by subscribing, rating, and leaving a comment. This helps us to continue spreading the yum and changing lives across the globe. Speaking of, I work with clients in one-on-one settings around the world, and I'm so, so excited to announce to you my new 90-day one-on-one container, the Body Solution. We go deep in blasting through limiting beliefs around body acceptance and all of the BS your ego has been feeding you. If you know that you are feeling called and ready to really up-level your life, to shift your experience with your body and soul connection, drop me a DM at Emma M. Garrison on Instagram. I do have limited spaces available so that I can maintain the depth with my clients, but I would love to hear from you if this sparks interest. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to be here today with me. I so appreciate and value that, and I'm sending you so much love, so much light, and so much yum. I'll talk to you soon.